You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by BetUS. Here with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Life is back on sports bettors. BetUS has your NCAA and NBA betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses when you use our promo code TTTT. One two five. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone social and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. Uh, join me now, the wizard of whiskey himself, Mr. Shane Light. What's up, Mr. Arrington? How you doing tonight, sir? Doing fantastic. That was a that was an emphatic thump. That was right on yep. the mark. There were no squeaks, no squeals. It was it was ready to go. It's a, a, a fresh bottle that I actually opened just a couple of nights ago. Uh, so yeah, it, it remembered me being there and, and did not give me a fight. Uh, and I think it had a synthetic cork on it, too. So maybe that that had something to do with it. But yeah, me and the whiskey are both glad to be here. Yeah. All right. It's great to have you. Um, our good buddy. Bump Bailey he is out uh, on technical difficulties tonight. He had what Who? we in the business like to refer to as a computer crash. So he should be up and running for next. He's, he better be up and running for next week's episode. Otherwise, you're flying solo. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel really sorry for all our listeners if that's the case, because it's just going to be me and a few bottles of whiskey and your eardrums if that happens. So. Why don't you like read off every roster? Just go down the list. Every Southern Miss sport, just read the name of every single person on every single team we've got. You know, I feel like I do that uh, most nights anyway, <laughs> so uh, might as well. Uh, um, uh, there, there's a new tennis player on the on the the readout tonight that uh, should be fun for everybody for me to try to pronounce his name. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get there eventually, but uh, you know my. My whole deal with the readouts at the end is I only mention the people that win their games. So if all these other people want to be mentioned, we need to see more winning. Okay. Um, that's, that's very fair. That's very fair. Uh, news this week. So we, we got a great show lined up for you guys. There's a lot to talk about. We had a big, big weekend in regards to uh, the University of Southern Mississippi as a whole. We had a baseball sweep. We have a guest on the show this week. So it's going to be going to be a great time. So let's get started with the big news of the week. So this weekend was something that's been anticipated for a while, and it was the announcement of the Give Wing campaign. So this is something that's been in the works for a while. This is something they were hoping to announce in 2020. What does it entail? So this is a $150 million fundraising game, a fundraising campaign for the University of Southern Mississippi. Um, this is something they didn't give any specifics on what's going to be allocated to where, but as far as campaigns 
go in Southern Miss history. This is by far the biggest fundraising campaign that we've done. So $150 million fundraising campaign. The goal is to achieve it by 2025. As of February 28, 2022, we've already raised 73% of that goal. So we're sitting at $109 million. Oh, excuse me, $109,445,458. So we've got, that's really, I mean, for if that was the whole campaign, that in of itself would be impressive. But the fact that we're sitting at $109 million and our goal is to get it to 150 by 2025, really remarkable. So shout out to everybody at the uh, USM Foundation. Shout out to everybody in uh, Southern Miss Athletics that works with the Eagle Club as well. I mean, everybody did a really tremendous job in putting this campaign together. It was capped off by a big event this Saturday night at The Rock. They had everybody, uh, every college in the university was represented. And uh, they came up and spoke, and they announced the uh, Dr. Bennett and Jeremy McLean uh, were there to announce the campaign as well. So, really, really exciting times for Southern Miss. Again, we don't know where this money is going to be allocated, what it's going to go towards. I'm, I mean, I, this is, I mean, I'm almost just wowed by that amount. That's just a ridiculously large amount for for our school. Now, in regards to athletics, Jeremy McLean did say that they're going to announce um, what's going on with athletics later this spring. So the campaign, I don't know if it's a campaign, but it's a hashtag to the top 25, and they're going to be announcing the changes they're going to make with athletics. I didn't get a word on exactly what those changes would be, but there are some things rumored. Um, you know, Reed Green's been a priority for a while, so hopefully this is the final step in getting Reed Green Coliseum renovated. I don't know if it's on the books or not, but, you know, everybody always chatters about an indoor practice facility. So you hope that that's something that we might be uh, finally making a move on. But great weekend this past weekend, Shane, $150 million going into the uh, to the university, man. To so kind of put that in to kind of put that in perspective for people, uh the endowment for the university is around $140 million. Wow. So uh, for them to go out and have $109 million of $150 million goal already, that almost doubles the endowment for the university. Uh, I mean, that's absolutely gigantic. Uh, kudos to the foundation. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful plan that they put together. And uh, raising that amount of money, I have no doubt that they will – uh, at least get to their $150 million goal, if not surpass that. So giant, giant, giant news for the university going forward to, to double the amount of money that you, you know, have at your disposal, basically. I, and I don't, you know, I am an Eagle Club member, um, but one of our, the friend of the show, Brian Renfro, who is a Circle of Champions member, allowed me to tag along with him this weekend. We had a fantastic time. They had a, uh, a social at the at the zoo Friday night. So it was cool to get to get to see. It's cool to meet Golden Eagles who have been Golden Eagles the entire time that I just either haven't met or haven't had the chance to really speak to. Had a great conversation with Steve Strickland the other night. I'd never met him before, had interacted with him on message boards. It was really cool to meet him. I could name off everybody that that was there, but I saw it was really, really incredible to see all of these great Golden Eagle supporters 
in person and excited about what's to come. And then on um, Saturday night, it was a, a little more widespread. They had um, right there just outside the stadium. They kind of had an area set up with different booths from the different schools. They had um, like a cocktail happy hour. Then we went to the field. Uh, they had a huge stage set up, 50-yard line, had tables set up where everybody was was there to enjoy the festivities. A lot of a lot of VIPs in the house. Natalie Allen from CNN was there. Favre, Adelius Thomas, Chuck Shiana. I mean, it was a it was really really a a, a huge a huge a who's who of uh, you know Golden Eagle alums and Golden Eagle faithful. But uh, it really was a great weekend and, and very exciting to to just kind of have this blood. You know, this excitement piped back into the bloodline. I mean, it's really just it's really a tremendous weekend for for the Southern Miss family. It was a huge who's who. It was a huge who's who. Yeah. All right. I haven't had I don't have a thump tonight, so I've got no excuses. But <laughs> also today. So we got the big news of the big campaign, which we were very excited about. Curious to hear more about it as well. So hopefully we'll get some more news and some more clarification on that in the next few weeks. But also today in Southern Miss related news, there was an announcement released. Uh, Conference USA released it, but it is a joint statement from Conference USA, Marshall University, Old Dominion University, and the University of Southern Mississippi. And I quote, Conference USA, Marshall University, Old Dominion University, and the University of Southern Mississippi have reached a resolution that allows the schools to withdraw as members at the end of the academic year. Conference USA will move forward in the 2022-23 year, academic year with 11 members. The universities will compete as members of the Sunbelt Conference. So this is what we anticipated happening. Um, there were no details announced as far as an agreement that was reached, but it is apparent that an agreement has been reached. No word out, no word, no official word yet on what the, a possible buyout might, might be, but um, we are moving forward as of July the 1st, being members of the Sunbelt Conference. What I get out of that statement is Conference USA basically saying, let's let's paraphrase it down, is uh, the lawyers for the three schools involved were better than the advice we got from LegalZoom.com. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's basically what it, it boils down to me, because from the get go, when those three schools came out and did what they did, you knew they wouldn't have done that unless they were super confident that it was going to work out in the way they had planned. So from the beginning, I think this has just been a technicality waiting on this statement to come out and Conference USA basically saying, OK, uh, you're right. You get to leave and there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what what brought it about, what what settlement we ended up uh, having to go with to get out. But the good news is, is we are done with this joke of a conference in a few months. No doubt about it. Couldn't. I think we're all um, over the moon about the opportunity to get out of this conference and move on to the next conference. I mean, well, <laughs> except for that one guy on Twitter that has the all for one CUSA Twitter handle. Uh, somebody needs to check on that. Uh, I assume it's a guy. It may be a female. Somebody needs to check on that person. Uh, them and uh, that one account from La Tech that blocked everybody. Uh, they're probably joint suiciding tonight. Are they – might they be the same person? They very well could be the same person now that you think about it. I mean that that account has tech fan written all over it. Like if I had to guess who I thought it was, 
it feels like something that a a, a um, leg humper would put together. Yeah, you're right. That's I mean, who else would be that up in arms to support Conference USA at that point in time other than a school that had no other option? So it may it does make sense that it was a La Tech person. So very well may, may be one in the same. And we may never know. We may never know. Uh, but they may be in Hattiesburg this weekend. Golden Eagles taking on the Bulldogs in baseball. So let's talk a little Southern Miss baseball. It was a, a fantastic week for the Golden Eagles. Put up a lot of runs. Let's see. Let's do the math here real quick. So that's a grand total of 47 runs scored this week by the Golden Eagles in four games. 47 runs. Huge. Huge. Tremendous. So let's, let's get kicked off with the first game, which actually ended up being a little bit closer of a game. Uh, I, I think they, they, they kind of gave us some fits there. Uh, and I'm talking about, uh, UNO. So we go down to New Orleans the day after a, a, a very large tornado hit, um, you know, uh, the lower ninth ward slash New Orleans East. Uh, so, you know, send our best to everybody down in that area. But, um, to, uh, UNO came out. Guns blazing. They they jumped up to a uh, five to two run early, and the Golden Eagles were able to get back into it, coming away with a twelve to eight victory. Um, Christopher Sargent was one of the big uh, bats on the night. He had two runs on two hits, three RBIs. And uh, Laven went on base. I believe he also had a home run in that game as well. And then Slade Wilkes, four runs on three hits and two RBIs. So the Golden Eagles uh, defeat UNO by final score of 12-8. to eight. The next game, first game at Western Kentucky. And the Golden Eagles come away with a 10-8 victory before uh, coming away with a 14-2 victory on Saturday and a 11 to nothing victory on Sunday. Now, why didn't I talk about the players right there? Why didn't I mention the players? Because we're going to be talking mainly about two players on the weekend that had a really, really <laughs> tremendous. So we would be just naming Christopher Sargent and Slade Wilkes over and over repeatedly. So on the weekend series, so on the Western Kentucky series, Sargent 10 for 15, four home runs, 13 RBIs. Slade Wilkes 7 for 14. Four home runs, eight RBIs. So when you compare those stats, Christopher Sargent's just a little bit better. So he's the one that got all the flowers this week. Christopher Sargent on the week as a whole, 12 of 20, nine runs, three doubles, five home runs, and 15 RBIs. That's in a four-game week. D1 Baseball named him their player of the week. NCBWA named him the co-hitter of the week. College Baseball uh Collegiate Baseball named him uh, to as one of their national players of the week, and Conference USA named him the hitter of the week. Then um, throwing the ball, we had a sweep in the Conference USA Awards this week. Hurston Waldrop, Conference USA's pitcher of the week, threw his first complete game against Western Kentucky on Sunday, going seven innings, 13 Ks, zero walks, and giving up zero runs in the shutout. So, Congratulations to the Golden Eagles on a very, very solid week in, uh, in, in Southern Miss baseball this season. The next game will be coming up this Friday night, April the 1st at 6 p.m. It's April the 1st, so you may, I don't know, I don't know if they're playing tricks on you or not. Just show up, see what happens. <laughs> April the 1st 
at 6 p.m. against Louisiana Tech. If you can't make any of the games this weekend, they will be on ESPN+. Plus. Then they'll turn around and play Tech again on Saturday at 2 p.m. and then on Sunday the 3rd at 1 p.m. Next Tuesday, April the 5th, a week from tonight, uh, the Golden Eagles will be taking on the Mississippi-Oxford Rebels in Pearl, Mississippi at Trustmark Park. 6 p.m. is the kickoff. Now it's the first pitch. 6 p.m. start. Usually the right. It's like 6.05. I don't know. So 6 p.m. is when the game is scheduled to get started according to the tickets, but it usually starts about 6.05-ish. So anyways, that is the next week in Southern Miss Baseball. Shane, did you get a chance to check out any of the games this weekend on Facebook? I actually did. Uh, I did because uh, I assumed that watching Southern Miss baseball via any platform was better than not watching Southern Miss baseball. Uh, And I stressed I assumed because I was wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Evidently, Western Kentucky is supposed to have some fantastic broadcasting program. Uh, But the stationary camera on top of a press box just was unbearable to watch. Uh, And then. Uh, you know, the baseball team made it to where it wasn't super interesting. Friday night was was a little bit of a nail biter when they let them back into the game. Uh, but then, you know, we, we took care of business in the, the other games. And so it just was not worth sitting there watching a camera angle that never changed that you couldn't really see anything on. Um, so I did watch some and then quickly gave up on watching the rest. Um, while we're talking about baseball, though, I did want to mention uh, a tweet from our friend uh, Cloverleaf Mall. And it's it deals with attendance. Uh, currently, Southern Miss sits at 11th in attendance in the country uh, with an average of 4,564 fans a game, which is huge. Uh, great job, Eagle fans. Way to support the baseball program. Uh, but the specific tweet that I want to reference from from Cloverleaf is that USM has better baseball attendance than seven teams in the conference in in uh, southeastern conference the the southeastern conference let me enunciate uh, including the number one team in the country Tennessee uh, better attendance than seven teams in the Big Twelve twelve teams in the Big Ten and would be the highest rated attendance in the ACC the American the Sun Belt Conference USA and the Pac twelve so uh, I don't see this weekend doing anything but helping those numbers uh, with La Tech coming to town. La Tech's got a good squad again this year, uh, but it's time to remind them that we own them. So turn out to the Pete this weekend. Let's slap around some of the Bulldogs from Louisiana and uh, keep those those strong attendance numbers going. Way to go, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. What's 10, 10? There's 10 teams ahead of us on attendance, like yes. 10 teams in the country. That's that's yes. outstanding. That's outstanding. Uh, and I've, I was going to tell you, I, I moved on from that tweet. I was going to tell you who those, some of those 10 teams were. Uh, let's see if I can find that again quickly. Uh, yes. So the 10 teams in front of us are a, a list of teams that you would expect to have the top baseball attendance in the country. LSU's coming in at number one, Arkansas, number two, Mississippi State, number three, Ole Miss, number four. Texas, number five, South Carolina, number six, Texas A&M, number seven, 
Florida, number eight. Oklahoma State, number nine. Oddly, Nebraska at number 10. I see us passing Nebraska after this weekend. Surely they're not they're not beating us by much, like uh, a little less than 300 people a game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those uh, outside of Nebraska, those are all of a bunch of powerhouse blue blood baseball programs. Uh, and we're right up there with them. We've really made tremendous strides, man. It's it's been you know the games I've been to at the Pete this year. It's de- you can definitely tell a difference in in the crowd size. So it's it's really exciting the direction that we're going and continue to yeah. grow. And you know I think we did we touch on it last week about the scoreboard. I, I don't remember. know if we did or not. Uh, yeah. I don't know how far along they were in that process when we recorded, man. Uh, at this point, last week seems like seven months ago. I've been yeah. so busy, so uh, I, I can't tell you. So there was a uh, there was a tweet that showed a photo of the Southern Miss outfield with no scoreboard as the scoreboard's been taken down. Apparently, it's going to be moved um, temporarily while they install the new scoreboard. So be on the lookout for that. I don't know that it's going to be ready this weekend. I think that's part of the reason why they had to move the scoreboard down a little bit. But I think that it should be ready soon. So it's going to be exciting to see the new giant scoreboard there at Pete Taylor Park. Yeah, we've after this La Tech series, maybe we've got a midweek game, but I feel like we've got a little break away from the Pete after that. Maybe a couple of weeks in a row where we're away, and uh, I've, I'm I've got a feeling, but that by the end of April, uh, the new scoreboard will be up and running. But uh, uh, man, uh, I, I can't remember the size dimensions on it, but uh, I, I want to say it was about the same width, but maybe like twice as tall. I'm, I may have that backwards, but that's those dimensions seems like that would make sense to me, like substantially bigger, regardless yeah, yeah. Of, of what the exact dimensions were. So uh, should be really cool. Be interesting to see if they move the old scoreboard over to the softball field, because although it needed to be replaced at the baseball field, it would still be uh, an upgrade for the ladies. So uh, if you got it and it's still functioning, that that may be an idea. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I guess. Yeah. You drag it over there. I don't know. I don't know how you have yeah. to make something like that move. Um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of baseball, what a transition that was. Speaking of baseball, we actually have a guest on the show this week. So during the last home series, Jason Bailey sat down with former Golden Eagle catcher Cole Donaldson. You know, we're out here at the peak, and uh, you never knew who you're going to run into. Um, so while we were watching the game today, I ran across a former Golden Eagle standout um, and a guy we need to talk to right now because we're having a lot of catcher issues with, with Blake's broken hand, but ran into Cole Donaldson and I uh, wanted to catch up with him for a second. So Cole, man, what's happening? Oh, not much, you know, just down for the weekend, you know, visiting my pop and uh, yeah, feels good to be back, you know, and, you know, and uh, relive some of these old memories. Yeah. So first time out in the roost? Uh, yeah, first time out in the roost, first time in the stands. It's uh, definitely a different atmosphere. Yeah, you know, like when we interview like former football players, they come out to tailgate and they're like, you know, I've never been able to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you guys, I mean, you know, I remember, you know when you were playing, uh, I'm sure you saw everybody out here, and you know your dad was here. And, mm-hmm. But uh, it's probably pretty pretty cool uh, for you to get out here and, and be able to enjoy it. Um, so, as far as what are you doing these days? Are, are you back up around St. Louis? Uh, so actually, um, yeah, I guess. Real life's kind of kicked in. Uh, moved back to Kansas City. Uh, my fiance now. Um, yeah, we bought a house and you know started a big boy job and uh, just going to work every day and you know yeah life's going good. A little bit tougher than playing baseball, huh? A little bit, yeah, yeah. A lot of <laughs> lot of learning, you know. Uh, every day, every day's a new challenge, but 
you know, it's uh, it's going it's going great. So as far as like when you what what years? It's off the top of my head here, especially after being at a ball game all day. Um, I can't quite remember what years did you play here. Uh, I think it was 2017 through 2019. Okay. Um, and f- from what I remember watching you play, number one, I remember you being behind the play. Number two, I remember you just having an absolute cannon. And number three, I remember that you just had a knack of coming up big in clutch situations. Uh, do you remember any of those situations? Can you reflect on or maybe like someone that you might remember more than others? Oh, man. Um, this is your time to brag a whole lot. Yeah, I hate doing this type of stuff. But, man, I, uh, I, I, the one that, that really stuck out, I don't know, I think it was my shoot, I guess it was the last year against ULL. Um, I had that, that walk-off double here mm-hmm. at home. And, yeah. Uh, um, that, that was my first walk-off here at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. And um, the, just, you know, the horn going off and everybody right? running at you, chasing you down, yeah. getting the hell out of you, <laughs> ripping your jersey off. That was, that, that was uh, one of my favorite memories from here. But, I mean... You know, just there are so many Pete Taylor Park, you know, magic moments that that just, you know, it's, it almost drowns it all out. You know, yeah. Just with, you know, how great the guys were and everything. And yeah. It's it's hard to look past all those, too. So, I mean, yeah. It's hard to, hard to pin one out, but, you know, they're, yeah, never gets old. Absolutely. Um, so, and I'm sure you've been keeping up with Southern Miss. Uh I want to ask your your opinion on this. You know, we've we've uh, we've had a situation with our catchers so far this year, where Blake Johnson goes down with a broken hand. I think it's his left hand. First of all, what do you think's worse, your left hand or your right hand? As far as if you're trying to come back from something broken. Oh man, I think uh, probably the right hand. I think he's okay with the left hand. Left hand, you know, they he can uh, he can he's got ways of getting around that you know padding and stuff like that and sure. they'll strengthen that one up and um but throwing hand that, that one's tough to come around um, yeah anything throwing arm related you know is tough to to overcome um you know shoot you throw the ball you know all the time <laughs> and you know and that's uh oh that's I, it's a tough situation southern miss has right now yeah. but um yeah i think rodrigo's doing a good job um you know he just just take care of those legs, um, sure. you know, and, and be smart. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll be fine. Um, and I hope I hope the uh, what's the other the catch name is hurt right now. Blake. Blake yeah, yeah. I, hope, I hope he has speedy recovery and comes back healthy and uh, you know starts relieving Rodrigo a little bit. But I, th- I think Southern Miss will be fine. No doubt. So on a personal note, I've I've been able to to, to meet your family right. Yeah. Uh, become really good friends with your dad jeff and with christina so it, it, i wonder about like you know you're an outstanding athlete never really i've heard some stuff about jeff but was jeff a good ball player <laughs> i think back in the day he was you know he uh used to brag a little bit he was uh, i think he was a catcher himself and i remember him talking about how he had a uh tryout one time with the cubs and, and whatnot and he didn't give too much detail on if he made it or not yeah. but he uh yeah, I think he was kind of similar way, you know, was a great catcher and everything. But, you know, said times back then were a little bit different, you know. Nobody yeah. really, uh, you know, put that much effort into baseball. It's more of just, a, just kind of a hobby. But he said he had some skill. And then my uncle, his so his brother, uh, my uncle Todd, uh, I think they were on the same team. And he was a pitcher. And so, you know, my uncle would pitch. My dad would catch. And they yeah. were just, yeah. So I, I, think he had, uh, I think he had a little talent. But uh, yeah. I don't know. He's... I think 
mentally he wasn't all there. <laughs> Whoa! Look out, look out. The truth's coming out. I'm doing a little trash talking right now on him. He's looking at me. <laughs> awesome. Well, man, um, I hope you enjoyed your time back at the Pete. I hope it's not the last time we get to see you out here. Um, it's a special place, man. It's... Um, I don't know if you've tried to explain it to, to your folks back there in in, um, in Kansas City or not, but um, I guess if you were going to try to explain it to those guys, or when you're talking to them, you say, "Hey, I'm going back to Hattiesburg, Mississippi," and they say, "Why?" You're like, you know, I'm going to watch a ball game. And I mean, where's it go from there? Oh man, I've, I've kind of had a similar talk, um, you know, at my work because you know I'm, I work for an electrical engineering firm up there, so they don't quite get you know what the you know baseball atmosphere is like and. Um, you know, some of the schools they went to didn't have quite this, you know, they didn't sure. have this Pete Taylor Park, you know, atmosphere. And um, man, when I when I when I talk about it, I just tell them they got to come down and see it. Sure. You know, you just have to come experience this place. I mean, and it's one thing, you know, out there playing, and you kind of, you know, once it's all over, um, you know, coming back just kind of hits you. You know, it's like, man, this yeah. this place really is a lot of fun. Um, you know, the people are great. You know, everybody you run into, you know, it's just awesome people. Um, but, yeah, and they really do. Uh, they know how to pack it in here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, dude, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Um, thanks so much for, for taking the time that you did with us today. And uh, like I said, I hope it's not the last time we see you. Uh, you're always welcome down here in the Roost at Pete Taylor Park. And uh, Southern Miss. To the top. That was former Golden Eagle catcher Cole Donaldson. Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS. So, I'm going to be out of town next week, going away for a work 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 trip. I'm going to miss the spring game, which I guess, Shane, I guess you've missed the spring game every year now. So I guess that's not really like a – shouldn't be as big of a deal. But yeah. um, football practice concludes this week. The annual spring game is going to take place this Saturday, April 2nd at 10 a.m. I don't know if he's going to be at the game. I would assume that he is, but I saw on Twitter earlier where Quez Watkins said he's going to be in Hattiesburg this weekend. So it'll be good to see nice. Quez back in the hub city. So you guys go out this weekend, 10 a.m. That's, that's, uh, man, uh, eat your sauces, biscuits, drink your mimosas. I don't know what you guys are into. Bourbon and cream. I don't know what, I don't know what, I, I'm not a bartender. Bourbon. Bourbon cream is delicious, and it's delicious in coffee. Uh, if anybody sees any Buffalo Trace bourbon cream laying around on the shelves down there, it's impossible to find in North Carolina, but I feel like you can find it just about anywhere in Mississippi. Grab you a bottle of Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. It's like 20 bucks. Pour it in your coffee on a Saturday morning. may change your life. There you go. So do that. Uh, I, I don't even know if you can tell – if you tailgate at the spring game. 10 a.m. Is, is early, but we got a full day of, of, of plans ahead. So 10 a.m. this Saturday, check out – the 2020-2022, yeah, that's right, version of the Golden Eagles. Um, that also reminds me with spring practice wrap, wrapping up, I need to uh, reach out to Golden Eagles strength and conditioning coach Lance Ankar. Uh, we had had a conversation with him a little while back that once spring football ended, we'd get him on the pod. So 
looking forward to that conversation. We'll have to reach out and get that lined up. Just a little little teaser for the future for people that'd be interested in hearing what LA has to say. I hope you're not uh gonna say anything about his wife's hair. <laughs> uh I feel like I'm far enough away where that's a long run for him to come smack the crap out of me. Uh but I also do not want to be on that man's bad side. So yeah, no, we we will not be talking about uh Coach Anikar's wife at all. No, no. Unless not he at brings all. her up. Yeah. And then I'll say, I hear she's a lovely lady. I hear she's lovely. She's the best. We love her. Miss Miss Ankar. We love you. Um but not in that way. Just as we're just we're fans. We're fans yeah. of uh we're gonna get. We're gonna just keep digging the hole deeper. <laughs> In uh, basketball news, um, Golden Eagle Ar- Arthur Arthur uh, I, I think I'm saying that right. Someone right. I used to say Arthur Arthur uh, That sounds kind of right. Um, he sat out last year. He I think he played pro ball back home in Estonia, but he announced this week that he is entering the transfer portal. So if my calculations are correct, that brings our current total of. Golden Eagles in the transfer portal up to seven. Man, we got people transferring that didn't even play on the team last year. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I saw that. I saw the tweet that he would enter the portal. I was like, did he? Like now? So yeah. Were there any players in the past that left with like a year of eligibility left and just got a job that want to announce that they're now in the portal? <laughs> uh, this would be the time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's set a record. We also, may have already. We may have. We'll, we'll find out. Also, in uh, kind of Southern Miss related news, former Golden Eagle assistant coach Greg Heyer was named the new head coach at New Mexico State. Greg Heyer, friend of the show. Excited for him. Um, you know, watch some of his um, press conference and, and, you know, he's, he's as sharp as you'd expect him to be. So best of luck to him at New Mexico State. Yeah, congratulations, Greg. Heck of a, a basketball coach. Was really hoping that he would end up here at some point in his career, but uh looks like we may have missed that boat. So, Shane, you, you had your last little sip of whiskey. You ready to give us an update on Southern Miss softball? I finished the first pour of whiskey, so that means that we get to get into the second pour of whiskey, which is the same as the first pour, just a different bottle. Um, so let me pour this up real quick. Yeah, get into it. I actually had to go back in tonight. There were, we're recording this on, on Tuesday evening this week, the, the 29th. There was a surprising number of Tuesday games that I had to go back in and add to my notes. So we got you up to date on everything as of, uh, Tuesday, the 29th. Starting off with softball. Softball had a great week. Uh, Wednesday, the 23rd. At McNeese was n- not that great, <laughs> uh, but it gets better from there. Lady Eagles fell five to eight uh, at McNeese. Destiny Brown hit her seventh home run of the year. McNeese was up seven to nothing after two, uh, and then two runs in the fourth and three in the fifth uh, by the Golden Eagles got them back in it, but just were not enough to get the Lady Eagles the win. You know, uh, I said softball had a great week. I was thinking about a different sport. Softball did not have a great week. I didn't okay. mean to have that, that well, teaser. You know. um, but in their defense, uh, the conference series uh, over the course of the weekend was against UAB, who looks to have a very solid squad this year. Uh, first game, 
of the conference slate this past week was Friday the 25th. That was a three to four loss to UAB in nine innings. Just really tough. Uh, just to remind you guys, softball plays seven innings. So that was an additional couple extra innings. Lady Eagles were up three to nothing after five, but UAB put up three in the sixth to tie it. And then line stock held UAB scoreless through those first five innings. Destiny Brown made an incredible diving catch in center field in the eighth that uh, was all over the interwebs and the Twitter sphere. Uh, ladies loaded the bases in the seventh inning, just couldn't get a run across, uh, then ended up falling in nine. Saturday, the 26th, fell in that game to UAB two to four. Uh, Hannah Borden and Paige Kilgore both had home runs in that game. That was about the only positive to report. And then Saturday, the 27th, ladies fell six to seven again in extra innings and eight innings. It was a second extra inning contest of the weekend. Destiny Brown did have a stolen base to get her to 102 on her career. Uh, four different Eagles had multi-hit games in, in uh, the weekend. Uh, and I did mention that UAB has a solid squad. They're currently sitting at 20 and 11 and 8 and 1 uh, in Conference USA play. So one of the top teams in Conference USA. And two of those losses were one-run losses in extra innings, and the other was a two-run loss. So uh, one of the articles I read, um, you know, Coach was saying, look, we're, we're close. We've got a young squad. We just need to learn how to put those final pieces together. And uh, the, the losses are starting to pile up, but they're close, hard-fought losses. Uh, got talent on the roster. Uh, I, I think they'll, they'll get this turnaround. They really just need to get some positive minimum, momentum going in their favor. Uh, and today, Tuesday the 29th, Hopefully started that positive momentum with a doubleheader over Jackson State. Game one was a five to three win. Destiny Brown had four stolen bases in one game, uh, bumping her total from 102 to 106 for her career in one game. Rika Hinton had a home run. Jana Lee got the complete game win in the circle. Then moving on to game two. Much more comfortable spread there as the Lady Eagles win 11 to nothing in five innings. It was the first time this season that the Lady Eagles have run ruled an opponent. Mo Leinstock got the complete game win. Maria Smith and Scout Jennings both had home runs. Destiny Brown with another stolen base to get her to 107. So, uh, again, you know, rough start to the week, but, uh, or, or rough last week. This week's a new week. Tuesday, two wins. Let's keep it rolling. The Lady Eagles are off this weekend, but we'll be playing Mississippi State next Wednesday, April the 6th in Hattiesburg. Next in action, uh, women's golf wrapped up the Chattanooga Classic at the Council Fire Club in Chattanooga, Tennessee today. Finishing dead in the middle of the pack, finished 10th out of 20. Freshman Elena Milik was the low Golden Eagle, finishing tied for 20 with a three-round total score of 221. Next up for the Lady Eagles is not until Friday, uh, April 8th, and Saturday, April 9th, the Jan Weaver Invitational at Miller Golf Course. It's a Murray State tournament. Uh, men's golf was off this past weekend. They do not play again until the Mossy Oak Collegiate at the Mossy Oak Golf Club in West Point, Mississippi, which is the Mississippi State Tournament. And that is not until Monday, April the 11th. Uh, women's tennis was in action Saturday, the 26th versus Jackson State. They got a four to one win there. The 29th straight home victory for the Lady Eagles It was also senior day for Golden Eagle Monique Burton. 
Uh, Lady Eagles won the doubles point with Sarah Medic and Ebru Zainab Yazgin winning 6-2, and Suhana Das, Clara Tardavel winning 6-0. And then in singles action, Monique Burton won 6-0-6-2, Suhana Das won 6-4-6-2, Madison Ricardo won, excuse me, let me make Chad Dickens happy here, 6-love, <laughs> 6-2. And then ah. uh, a couple of unfinished matches Sarah Medic was, uh, uh, won the first set 6-1 and was leading 4-3. Claire Tardivelle won her first set 6-2, uh, and was down 3-4 when action finished. Uh, currently, uh, we'll skip that until a little later because that note gets a little redundant. Uh, Sunday, the 27th, Mississippi Valley State was a 7-0 win for the Lady Eagles. 30th straight home victory. Lady Eagles did not lose a set to the Devilettes in those matches. It was the sixth sweep of the 2022 season and the first time this season that they have won every set that was played. Uh, then today, Tuesday, the 29th versus Alcorn, Lady Eagles picked up a four to nothing win, wrapped up a perfect eight and oh home record with their 31st straight home win. Doubles teams of Sarah Medic, Monique Burton won six two, Sahana Das and Clara Tardivel won six two, and Alyssa Richter, Madison Ricardo, one six love in singles action. Tardeville one six love six love. Alyssa Richter six one six love and Madison Ricardo six one six three. Next up for the Lady Eagles Friday April the first at Louisiana Tech and then Saturday the second at UAB. Men's tennis was in action as well. Oh, excuse me. Let me update you on the Lady Eagles record. They currently sit at eleven and two and one and zero in Conference USA play. Uh, men's tennis. Well, that's weird. I just thought about that. They wrapped up the home slate, but have only played one Conference USA match. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that is. So anyway, just I thought about that. Thought that was interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus. Didn't mean to cough in everybody's ear there. That caught me by surprise. Let me. <coughs> uh, well, I thought I hit my cough button and then I coughed at you again. My apologies. I won't cough at you for a third time. Uh, Thursday, the 24th versus Nichols. Gentleman got a five to two win. Alan Sanson, Sh- uh, Shamaril Shareel, one six four. Uh, Pasui Riensuwong and Daruv Sunish took their match to a tiebreaker where they won the game to clinch the doubles point. And then in singles action, Olmajan Nabiv won 6-2, 6-love. Darak Sunish, no, I misspelled that. Daruv Sunish won 6-3, 6-3. Christopher Kahur won 6-2, 6-4. And Shamaril Shareel won 6-3. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't finish with the second number there. Uh, yeah, we're, we're struggling on a Tuesday night this week, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies. Saturday, the 26th versus Jackson State was a six to one win for the, the gentleman. Uh, Eagles benefited from Jackson State being shorthanded for these matches and got two points from the fifth and sixth, uh, matchups not competing for Jackson State. Uh, Eagles also picked up the doubles point via forfeit and then, Sh- uh, Shamaril, Shareel, Antoine Audrain, uh, picked up a 6-1 win to seal that doubles point for the, the Golden Eagles. Then in singles action, Daruv Sunish won 7-5-6-4. Shamaril Shareel won 6-2-6-love. And Christopher Kahur won, uh, after losing the first set 4-6, bounced back with a 6-love, then 12-10 win. Uh, there was a double header Sunday, the 27th versus Mississippi Valley State. Both were seven to nothing wins for the Golden Eagles. It was the fourth straight home match win for USM. 
like uh, like against the ladies, Mississippi Valley State failed to score a single set in the matches that were played on Sunday. Then uh, gentlemen were also in action Tuesday, the 29th, got a four to nothing win over Alcorn. That is the fifth straight win for the gentlemen. Doubles action. Alexander Gima and Alan Sanson won 6-1. Shereel and Audrain 7-5. And Sunish uh, and Pasawi Riansuong won 6-2. In singles action, Nabeev won 6-4, 6-love. Kahur 6-1, 6-love. And uh, a Golden Eagle tennis player that I have not uh, or do not remember seeing in action so far this season also picked up the win, uh, and that was... Pawin Jirapum Daji. That's, yeah, that's better than I thought it would be. Uh, six love, six one. So gentlemen are back in action the second at Florida Atlantic, and then we'll be playing Georgia Southern on Sunday the 4th down in Boca as well. Uh, track fired up the outdoor season this past weekend. The Eagles split the squad between the Bulldog Relays in Starkville and the Texas Relays in Austin, Texas, at Texas. Uh, all of our podium finishes were in Starkville. Jordan Spear won the women's hammer throw with a massive throw. I, I did not write down her exact distance, uh, but just huge throw. And, and I'll back that up in a second uh, after I uh, finish talking about hammer throw. But um, – Jordan won, and then Isabella Simonelli finished third. So we had two podium finishers in the hammers throw. Uh, and then on the men's side, Kaya Ludgood finished third in the hammer throw. And then Kaya's throw to finish third on the men's side was about the same distance as Isabella Simonelli's third place finish on the women's side. And Jordan Spear blew that number out of the water. So our women may be able to compete in the men's hammer throw if they really wanted to uh, just dominant numbers from them. Super impressive. Uh, also finishing on the podium, freshman uh, Smilla Kobe won the 800 with senior Sandra spot spot finishing second. Uh, and then uh, Kenya seals placed third in the 100 meter. Uh, Savia Varnell placed third in the 400 meter. Sarah Parnell finished second in the 300-meter steeplechase. That, that may have supposed to have been the 3,000-meter steeplechase. 300-meter um, steeplechase sounds really short. Uh, who knows? Uh, and then Carlin Beal finished third in the 5,000-meter. Uh, next up for the track teams, are back in Hattiesburg at the Friendly Southern Miss Invitational Friday the 1st and Saturday the 2nd. Uh, beach volleyball was not in action. They are still on their break, but they will be back in action. Going to be a busy weekend in Hattiesburg this weekend. And Absolutely. that may be why the, uh, the spring game is at 10 o'clock in the morning. Cause we have so many other things going on. Uh, the lady Eagles will also be hosting a, a tournament, the Southern Miss beach invitational one on Friday, the first and Saturday, the second, the ladies will be in action Friday at two 30 versus Nichols. And then at 4.30 versus Chattanooga. And then 8.30 that night versus Huntingdon, which I've never heard of. Huntingdon. Okay. Uh, and then Saturday at 2.30 versus Spring Hill. And then 4.30 versus Texas A&M Kingsville. Uh, last but not least, the soccer team is playing their spring schedule, which is kind of uh, some exhibition games, uh, really, to keep them going. They were scheduled to play Mississippi College on the 26th, 
but I wasn't able to find any information on that. Uh, next in action, uh, scheduled Saturday the 2nd at South Alabama. So uh, maybe we'll get a report on that game. But uh, that wraps it up for the spring sports for the week. All right. Shane, do you have any shout outs? Um, you know, I'm sure I do. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, chatting back and forth with a friend of the pod, Chad Dickens, this week. Like to send our boy Chad a shout out. I uh, hope all is good down there in sunny Florida, my friend. Um, and uh, I guess I'll throw a shout out to uh, King's Family Distillery uh, in the, the Pigeon Forge, Tennessee area there, who uh, I'm sipping on this evening. They take some MGP Midwestern grain products out of Indiana, rye whiskey, uh, and then uh, they'll age it for a little while in the barrel it came in. And then they take it out and put it in a second barrel and finish, an aging, finish aging it for, for a little while. Uh, and I have just absolutely fallen in love with this line of whiskey. The, the first pour of the evening was a single barrel pick from Christie's Liquor. Uh, that I just got my hands on this week and, and like I said, opened uh, night before last, I guess, is when I got into that one. Delicious stuff. Uh, also, another single barrel pick that I picked up last year in Knoxville where uh, the group that it picked it ended up not selling the barrels. So the sticker on the bottle has the, the picking group sharpied out. So I can't even tell you who that's from. Uh, delicious stuff. And then uh, the last pour that I'm about to get into, as a matter of fact, so... Let's do that. Pour a little bit of this up. Maybe my favorite of the group. The barrels that they finish this in are actually honey casks. So it's got a little little honey on the nose, uh, a little honey on the palate, but not overwhelming by any means. But rye whiskey finished in honey barrels may be my new favorite thing. So uh, there's my shout outs. Snuck my whiskey in before Jamie could make a smart ass comment about it. Hey, Uh, so I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm good to go. All right. So um, I'll give a couple of shout outs, man. I, there's so I could do like a whole show just on shout outs from the weekend. It really was an amazing weekend. Uh, so happy about the Give Wing campaign. Looking forward to hearing more about that. Um, I already shouted out Steve Strickland. Great to hang out with him. Uh, Margie Jepson. Margie was there and she was she was at her Margiest. It's great to see Margie again. Uh, Reagan Grant got to hang out with Reagan again. And of course, uh, shout out to my man, Brian Renfro. Had a great hang. Brian actually, you know, joined the Circle of Champions. He has his plaque now um, on the little Circle of Champions circle. I guess they would be a circle for the Circle of Champions. But uh, if you can find that and take a picture of it and share it on social media, you win a prize. We haven't told you what the prize is yet, but uh, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, you should get some kind of prize if you go find uh, Brian in the scavenger hunt. Um We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to slide something in here. Um, Marge gave me, gave me some, some junk on Twitter about my comments last episode, messing with her about her blue to the top talk t-shirt. I know I told her this on Twitter, but I just want to reiterate, I was wrong. Blue looks great on you, Marge. You do you. Don't listen to me. Yeah. Um, you can get to the top talk shirts in multiple colors. So. Um, made that decision when I was like, okay, well, you know, we got breast or cancer awareness month, and sometimes women basketball will wear pink. Uh, you know, St. Patty's Day, we should have a green. So you can you can't do that on every shirt on our site, but you can do it on this one. So tpublic.com/slash to the top talk, great opportunity for a plug right there. 
go get your blue shirt. You know, hey, if you're a Bulldog fan this weekend, you want to kind of keep your team wearing your team colors, but you also just respect your the um, uh, yourself and don't want to be associated with a loser program like Louisiana Tech. That's that's a better way to put it. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> so we've got some blue and some some red there for you. So. This is your last chance. Well, I'd say it's your last. You got one more chance, the conference tournament, where you can come to Pete Taylor Park and see your Bulldogs play. After that, we'll see what happens. Well, I just want to warn everybody, uh, Jamie's going to be gone next week. Uh, if Bump doesn't get his computer issues solved, it may be me. So it may be uh, three hours of Shane drinking whiskey and talking about pyramids and ancient aliens. So brace yourselves. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to uh, checking it out on the plane ride back. Well, uh, with that warning, now next week's episode will be the least listened to episode in To The Top Talk history. That's going to be tough, man. That's going to be tough to this. We've had some doozies. We've had some doozies. <laughs> we had some doozies where it's just me talking. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But God, Godspeed to both of you. Please read the ad reads. Um, I got no. the ad reads covered. Uh, we know Bump's terrified of them. Um, I'll uh, I'll throw on my best uh, monster truck announcer voice and uh, Sunday, 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 the the hell out of it. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. 
football season is over and done. All your teams with famous names will see we're number one. Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 